1: Well, I come from a little bitty, homegrown, small town. Smoky mountains, nice place to hang around. Moonshine, that's where they make it. Put it in a jug, and make you want to get naked. But I jumped on a Greyhound bus one night and took it all the way to the end of the line. Stepped down in the sun when my feet hit the sand. What a long, strange trip. I spend my heart... Whole-
2: Kenny Chesney, to warm us up into this cold, snowy May weekend. It is the Friday show, hour number two. If you're just joining us, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul did join me in the first hour. You can find that interview on demand at WBEN.com. And Rick, if you're still listening, here are the phases. So there's a four phase, as the Lieutenant Governor mentioned, and the two weeks is the two weeks, it's not a pause and then two weeks. So you will go into phase one, and by the way, this is according to New York Magazine, you will go into phase one, which will allow construction, manufacturing, wholesale supply chain businesses to reopen, as well as some retailers for curbside pickup. And then two weeks, state and regional officials will evaluate. So remember, you can go into phase one, and after two weeks, Lieutenant Governor Hochul who is in charge of this region, can say, all right, we're okay to move to phase two, even though New York City might not be ready to move to phase two. So it'll be a regional decision. And so after that initial two weeks, so in the case we talked about, if phase one started June 1st, phase two could start June 15th, according to the model I'm reading. So I hope that's a little clarification for you we are talking about what does reopening look like to you what is your idea of preferable reopen what are your concerns with reopening and in order what would you go to first would you be okay early on going to a half capacity restaurant a half capacity bar the salon um what of those are you most or least comfortable like i said Half capacity, restaurant, if the wait staff wearing their masks, they're practicing social distancing, the table I'm at is six feet from the other table. I have you know a table in between us. I'm okay. I'm feeling good. Our numbers are going down. I'll feel even better. So for me, that first day, for two reasons, I would feel legitimately I would feel safe. And two, I want to be able to support those local businesses right away. So I would be there right at the beginning of phase four. I'd like to know about you. Also, do you own a restaurant? Do you own a bar? How do you look at these phases? How do, how do you look at this reopening? I'd be very interested to hear from you at 803-0930. Let's go to Joan in Williamsville. Joan, good morning.
3: Hi there. How are you, Joe?
2: Joan, I'm doing well. How are you this Friday?
3: I'm terrific. I have a reminder for last-minute Mother's Day shoppers. Okay. Okay, my daughter owns Carousel at 6094 Main Street in Williamsville. And what she's doing is, uh, she's closed, obviously. It's a little retail shop, but she's uh, offering anyone who needs her help a little gift bag gift package of mother's day gifts that she will do, deliver free to their front door step or whatever um, and uh, it would be something that she, she could people can call in 634-5959 they can take a look at her Facebook and Instagram to see what the package looks like it's really cute she's going to deliver it with your with a little card with your name on it and a balloon to sit on the front step, so it'll be kind of a celebratory thing and so um you just call and leave a message for Laura and she'll get back to you, take your charge over the phone, and then do the free delivery of a beautiful gift package for mother I think it's a it's a fun thing to do, and it's you know um kind of a you know kind of a celebration and uh, it's a lot of us can't go to the house where our mother lives and that type of thing but this would certainly serve the same purpose and i think moms would get a big kick out of it
2: well joan thank you for that idea and we will mark it down and i hope uh, everyone takes advantage of it thanks for the call thank you Joan in Williamsville opens a line for you and reminds me, we are also talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is this weekend. We live in a strange time right now with social distancing and not being able to go visit those we are not quarantined with. So how are you celebrating, Mom, this Mother's Day? Are you Sending a gift and then FaceTiming mom to see her open it, see her reaction. Are you doing a drive-by so you can wave and maybe drop something off? A little brunch to go? Is your establishment offering brunch to go for Mother's Day? Call us 803-0930 or use the text board at 3930. We will get that information out to you. And I know I'm repeating myself from the last hour, but I think it's very important for those who are able to... Keep supporting local business. It's a tough time for them as well. And you know what? After a week of being stuck at home and eating your delicious homemade food, it is nice to have that takeout and then go home and treat it like you're at the restaurant. You know, I've said this a million times. Have the glass of wine. You know, have the nice plates out maybe on on a Friday night and kind of have your night out without actually being out, but having that delicious takeout food that in other circumstances you'd be enjoying at the restaurant. 803-0930, Star 930. It's Friday. We're back after this. Jimmy Kimmel is just not funny. And I'm not saying that because uh, of his political standings. I'm really not. I mean, this is coming from someone who loved watching David Letterman. And believe me. David Letterman and myself, not on the same political wavelength. But that didn't bother me. Uh, and it doesn't bother me now. But Letterman was funny. Yeah, okay, we disagreed politically. He would make his, uh, his jokes about President Bush at the time. All right, they were funny. They were funny. They weren't so hated. I mean, now you get these jokes on Saturday Night Live and, and Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Stephen Colbert. And they're just not funny. You can't be funny if your intention is hate, right? Like there's local politicians that politically I don't agree with. I don't hate them. And if I made a joke, I would find it, I I think, I would hope it'd be found funny because I wouldn't be doing it with the intent of hate. But you watch uh, Kimmel and Colbert and I'm leaving Jimmy Fallon out. I think Jimmy Fallon's actually the best of the three. Uh, But you, you watch Colbert and Fallon. If I was David Letterman I would take I would take my uh, the show the name the late show away from Stephen Colbert. I mean he has completely ruined what David Letterman set up, and like I said, it has nothing to do with if if they were were making these jokes about President Trump every day and they were funny, oh yeah, I'd be laughing too. It has nothing to do with their political leanings. I mean I love stand up comedy. Let me tell you something. Most stand up comedians. And I do not see eye to eye when it comes to politics, but I still find them ridiculously funny. And I listen and watch a lot of stand up comedy. I go and see stand up comedy and jokes that politically I don't agree with, but when it comes to humor, I'm laughing my you know what off. Saturday Night Live is another example. SNL was so funny during President Bush's presidency right with Will Farrell playing President Bush that was funny it it was funny because it wasn't it wasn't this hate-filled joking i mean now it's like they're trying to mask criticisms and hatred as a joke and it's not funny and it's really sad to see jimmy kimmel who was on the man show back in the day a show that i loved by the way jimmy kimmel from the man show is now Going to preach to me about uh, political correctness and try to make these jokes that it's really just not funny, not funny at all. I had to throw that out there. I, I saw like back to back to back um, Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel t- uh, tweets, and I had to uh, I had to just say like that's the guy from the Man Show, and now look, you have Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. I cannot believe those two used to work together. 803-0930 star 930. Let's go out to Orchard Park and talk to Lori. Lori, good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you?
2: Lori, I'm doing I'm doing great. How are you this morning?
3: Good. I'm just letting everyone know that I work at Orchard Park and we are now open for takeout at the Original Pancake House. Also, Uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard is open and Main Street I think you talked to RJ this morning
2: we did the uh, the original pancake house I can see that from my apartment now are you guys doing any Mother's Day specials for takeout
3: Um, just the regular menu but we have um, waffles Dutch babies apples crepes moms love the crepes and uh, we'd like to see a lot of new customers and a lot of our old customers come in for Mother's Day so.
2: I love the original. I'm glad you guys are open because, A, I love the apple pancake you guys have. Correct. But your omelets are really good, too.
3: They are. Everything's really good and everything's homemade. So we hope to see everyone.
2: And, Lori, they're also a very generous portion.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for the call. I hope you have a great weekend and definitely we'll be seeing you soon.
4: Okay. Thank you very much.
2: That's Lori in Orchard Park, the original pancake house. Three locations, open now for takeout. And what better way? You haven't seen mom in two months, right? You're, you're keeping your distance. What better way to say happy Mother's Day than to drop off a huge breakfast from the original Pancake House? And like I said, their serving sizes, their portions, uh, quite generous. Eight oh 930 let's go. Let's stay in the South Towns. Let's go to Ricky in Hamburg. Ricky, good morning.
1: D O E Joe, how are you doing?
2: Ricky, I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning?
1: Well, mine is not as cheery as the last couple calls, okay? Um, I just got to get some stuff off my chest. One, the hours that most of these stores are operating totally disregard uh, people in uh, my camp, which are essential workers that work until 4 or 5 o'clock. And that's when they can get a lot of their shopping and stuff done by that time every store is closed and uh, that's really tough Uh, because I think most people that are non essential are to stay home Uh, so I don't understand why they're shopping every day it's that's a big gripe it's very hard to get places
2: you know, that's, that's a good, because Ricky, at first we've, we noticed, you know, people were stocking up and they were shopping maybe once a week, but it seems now people are kind of back to their routine of hitting the grocery store four or five times a week.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm I actually got out of work, uh, Fridays, I have half days and, uh, I'm out right now. You wouldn't have the faintest idea right now. We are under, you know, stay home, stay safe orders. I I'm over by the McKinley mall and it is just, it's humming over here, and which is fine. I, I think we should open completely uh, right now and then protect the elderly. That's, that's my take. I know other people have theirs. I respect it. But um, I think the phase one, or right now, it's great places are opening, but I think stores should go back to their original hours, you know, what's available now before anything else so a lot of us can get some shopping done. I I did a poll on it uh, two weeks ago, and it got so many different takes from both sides. And, you know, I like to try to see everything on both sides, kind of like yourself. But this is just ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'd like to see that, too, where you might start seeing the hours extended so you have less grouping of people, especially once we get into that phase one and people are already going to be out. Why not have a little more availability uh, so, like you said, you would be able to go and wouldn't be in these groups of people when, like, we're supposed to be social distance.
1: Absolutely. Now, here's a first world problem. You know, a place just opened uh,
2: a coffee franchise that's really big,
1: and they're only open till 3.30. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, now, let me tell you. So, I think we're talking about the same coffee place that there was multiple locations if you're at one, you can see the other one. Um, there is one of those right by my apartment. It closes at 5. Luckily, the one right down southwestern is open till 8. So I have taken advantage of those extra three hours.
1: Oh, uh, hey, I appreciate that tidbit of information. And um, I really enjoy hearing you. And, man, you I don't know if you want to be a workaholic, but I think you're a workaholic, my guy. And I really appreciate it hey Uh, you always kill
2: it on the airwaves i appreciate it ricky thank you so much ricky in hamburg opening up a line for you and he makes a good point now i realize you want to protect your employees with the smaller hours uh, but i think once we get to this phase one or on our way to this phase one which i think we are um you might want to start seeing those hours expand and i'm not saying go all the way back to 24 hours for some of these establishments but maybe opening at four and closing at 11. So as we get into phase one, we have less bunching of people at the grocery store. So we don't get to, because my my main fear, to answer my question, one of my topic questions, my main fear of reopening is that too many people will then be comfortable and you'll be maskless and you won't be washing your hands as much as you are now. And you'll kind of start letting your guard down because the worst thing to do than sit like this longer is going through the phases and then having to go back to lockdown, back to quarantine. That's my number one concern. You know, I want these phases to be done right because I don't want to be at phase three and then see two weeks of spikes and have to either go back to phase two or back to the pre phase where we are right now. So, my main concern. Is that we do it right the first time. Because I don't think our economy can take a second time. We do it right. Hopefully we'll have things open by the end of September. Hopefully we'll be through all four phases by the end of August. That, that's my hope. 803-0930. We're talking to you after this.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Welcome back. It is Friday. It's Joe Beamer here. News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, Fridays, for some reason, I'm, uh, a lot hungrier earlier in the day. Usually, um, I spread my my breakfast out between three hours, and then I'm fine till about one thirty two o'clock. But Fridays, completely different story. Same eating pattern, uh, but I'm it's ten thirty eight. I'm starving right now. I look up at the TV, and there is an Emerald Lagasse paid program on it, and the food they're showing is delicious. Not helping the fact that I'm already hungry. But you know what? Got to get used to it. It's Friday. And that's, for some reason, how Fridays roll. We are talking about reopening. What does it look like in your eyes? What would reopening look like if it were up to you? What are your concerns with reopening? Like I said with mine, is that we get to a point and then the spike really hits and we have to either go back a phase or back to where we are now. I think that would be a, just brutal for everyone involved, and be even worse for the economy. Also, what are you doing for Mother's Day? How are you celebrating mom in a socially distanced world? Are you doing a Zoom meeting? Are you sending breakfast to go? Are you driving by? Maybe lay on the horn, happy Mother's Day. Leave the gift on the porch and then Zoom meeting or FaceTime to see uh, mom's reaction to your Mother's Day gift. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930. By the way, the governor not speaking until noon today. So you get the full three hours of Joe Beamer. Not sure if that's good or not. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Betty and Marilla. Betty, good morning.
3: Good morning.
2: What do you got for us this morning, Betty?
3: I would like to know when the libraries are going to open. Where do they fall into these? phases or could, could they be opened even like one day a week? You could call in your order and they could get it ready and then you could go pick up your books. I've read my stack of books that uh, we took out on the last day.
2: Yeah, you know, Betty, that is a, a good point because believe it or not, I have two books from the library as well. Um, you would think that could be one of the early phases. Now, I'm looking at the Four phases in front of me. Nothing says specifically libraries.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: However, I think it would fit more into now, and I would disagree if they waited all the way until phase four, but it seems like phase four, when schools, arts, and entertainment reopen, that may be when libraries reopen. But I think you have a great point. Uh, why not early on have some kind of system where you can either go into uh, online? And already online, you have access to the library, uh, whatever they they call it, the lookup thing, where you can see where the book is. If the book's in stock, why not add something, hey, get that ready for me, and then give out certain 10-minute windows where you can go in and pick up your books and return what you had. I don't think that's a bad idea at all.
3: Yes. I mean, I'd like to hear about the libraries. They don't need to wait for the schools to open and everything, but...
2: You know. <clears throat> I agree with you, Betty. I think I think libraries should be early on the uh, list.
3: So I don't know who you ask about that, but I would certainly like to know.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we obviously have people on every day. I will make sure the next government official on this station has that question.
3: Thank you very much. I enjoy listening to you.
2: Thank you, Betty. That's Betty and Marilla opening up a line. Let's go to Ann in Buffalo. Ann, good morning. Good
4: morning,
2: How are you this Friday, Ann?
4: Oh, very well and how are you?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What do you got for us this morning?
4: Good. All the ones who have moms, God bless each and every one of you. My mom is deceased and she's been deceased for a long time. Uh I think my my major thing would be that they opened up the churches first. I don't even know why they decide to shut down the house of God. But they have and nobody mentions it at all, and I can understand that as well. Restaurants, probably, in it, you know, they talk about construction workers, and I would think that farmers and that put, you know, that uh, bring stuff to the stores, the grocery stores and things, I think that would be a good thing as well. But I was quite disturbed about something that I heard, and it really bothered me because don't too much disturb me. When I heard that the people or a company that was helping New York State or was helping, you know, New Yorkers, they wanted to charge or the governor wanted to charge those individuals, Texas. And I have never heard anything like that in my life. And I tell you, Joe, this is bad times. And I know it'll get better. I I trust in God, and I know God's going to fix it. I just have to hold that thought. But that governor and the politics and New York State It's the most nasty, tackish thing I've ever seen in my life. He's greedy, and I believe he's taking this coronavirus, something that they don't even know what it is. I think he's playing it for all this work. And two things about it is, I believe within all my heart, it has a lot to do with money and politics and he should be absolutely ashamed of himself and with that if your mom is alive god bless you god bless your mom and take care of
2: yourself thank you so much ann that's ann in buffalo opening the line for you you know tony's the one who told me yesterday about the volunteers having to pay taxes and you know i've been I've complimented the governor a lot during this, especially early on. I do agree with with everything he did early on in this, uh, getting everything shut down, uh, trying to keep businesses open, but then seeing those numbers and and shutting businesses down. I, as as you know, I I, I took a lot of flack on the uh, on the text board for it, uh, but I did, and I stand by what I said. Lately, though, he has gotten very political at his briefings, and this. These people are are volunteering their time. They are leaving their families for they don't know how long to come to New York, the epicenter in this country of coronavirus. They are putting their safety on the line. They are, again, giving up question mark amount of time away from their families. And New York State, how do they thank them? Oh, make sure you pay that state tax before you leave. Make sure you give us our money. Our money for you volunteering your time. Make sure you do that before we leave. That uh, I can't stand by. And I don't think many people could stand by. I know the governor said that uh, we're not in a position to provide any subsidies because we have a $13 billion deficit. Well, then don't ask for the help. But if you're going to take the help, if you are going to take these people away from their families, And these heroes are willing to do that. And they are willing to be here for as long as you need them. Could you at least give them a break on the income tax? I mean, for crying out loud, that's a bad look for New York State. And I would also ask the governor to stop getting political. You notice every time the governor talks about who in Washington needs to step up, it's never Nancy Pelosi. It's never a Democrat member of Senate. It is always Mitch McConnell and President Trump. He went after the state of Kentucky, talking about how much money they take from the federal fund. Some reason that was all Mitch McConnell's fault. Not the Democrat governor of Kentucky. No, it was all Mitch McConnell's fault. And like I said, I think the governor, for the most part, has done a good job so far during this coronavirus. And I do believe him when he says he wants to reopen as quickly as possible. But every day now, for the last week and a half... His briefings have turned into a pointing your finger at Republicans. And on top of this, New York State charging income tax to the volunteers. That's a bad, bad look. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. That's a good look. We're back after this. Don't you love the text board? Um, you guys got to listen to what I say when I say something. I said early on, I applauded, and I still do, uh, the governor closing down the state. Not an easy decision. I, you know, we had a spike in numbers. Now, do I think when this is all over, there should be an investigation into why New York State had such a high number of cases when states like Washington and California, at one time, California and New York were on the same path. And then New York's numbers just skyrocketed. Washington saw cases before anywhere else in this country. Um, So I, I do believe there should be some kind of of investigation we investigate everything in this country why not investigate that um but i also think early on the governor's briefings were inform informative he got information out there now it seems like he gets information out every now and then but then it turns wildly political i mean this is new york state mitch mcconnell is not the senator in new york state But he seems to want to focus in on President Trump and Mitch McConnell every time he mentions Washington. He doesn't mention Senator Schumer. He doesn't mention House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's always a Republican's problem when listening to the governor. So the guy who two months ago was telling us not to be political, this is a time to put politics aside, seems to have no problem. Every day in his briefing, telling us that, oh, well, this is on President Trump and Mitch McConnell. And again, I found it funny that Kentucky taking more money from the federal fund than they put in is somehow Mitch McConnell's fault, not the Democrat governor from Kentucky's fault. I found that to be uh, entertaining. So... I would hope the governor would go back. These briefings do not, by the way, have to be two hours. All it needs to be is, here's today's statistics, take a few questions, and get out of there. And you know what? It's not just Governor Cuomo. I'd say the same thing of President Trump. I think his briefings have turned political for the most part, and he should walk out there, reassure the country that they're on the right path, that the states that are reopening are reopening under the federal guidelines, answer a few questions, and then get out of there. These briefings do not need to be two or three hours. You know, I have a career in Madden I'm trying to play. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Lancaster and talk to Mary. Mary, good morning.
5: Oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Joe, I, I like the lady that, that mentioned the library because that is one of my um, concerns. Uh, I have mentioned it. Uh, I... That's my only source of uh, internet access, and the libraries are closed. And I had I asked, and maybe some, I suggested some of the things that, that she did. Why don't they open them, or people like me that need the computer access, why not do it by, you, you have a library card, set an appointment, use the computer for X number of, you know, for an hour or whatever, and that's it, for people that have no other access to, to do that.
2: Yeah, I think you could do it on an appointment basis. You can limit it to so many people. You go in there, you put your mask on, and you get the the computer that you're so used to. And like you said, I mean, it's something you've depended on.
5: Right, and also the the other thing is uh, what you know what how this is going to affect like going uh, reopening and everything else. I I really feel sad for the the young people today because how are you going to carry on? Uh, how are you going to meet somebody and have a carry on a nice relationship? Uh, like my husband, ironically, today we're celebrating a, a, a anniversary of one of our first dates, and um, we had uh, we had went to a nice little restaurant and everything else. Now, what do you do? You know, you sit there, and what I want to do also is, you know. Get people to be able to sit without masks on and around around the table. you have a dinner. You have a you invite people for dinner. You take mother out to dinner. What are you gonna do? Sit tables apart? I mean that is so stupid. No, where is the the touch? You know. And the other thing is, uh everybody keeps touting these devices and everything. Oh, there's an app for there's an app for. I'd like to know if there's an app for a hug, an app for a kiss. A, an app for a, a, a laugh or a sigh or just general touching. Okay, and also I, one thing I really miss is I, I volunteer as a senior reader at our local elementary school here, and once a month we read to a class. We used to read to a class. Two of those classes, the, the second and the last ones, were canceled. We meet for an hour. We read a story to the to the classroom, and then I have more fun because and I get more out of it because I interact with the kids and I ask them questions and they ask me questions and we talk and we touch and usually at the end of the class the kids used to go oh they give me a, a hug you know and and stuff like that this is all this is what's make, making me sick I think this is going to be the death of humanity you know human relationships well you can't touch somebody if you can't look at somebody and and sit in a restaurant
2: you know, Mary, I, I try to I try to see it the other way, that now when we get back to normal, people will remember how much they missed that human interaction and maybe we'll be less consumed with our cell phones. That's at least what I hope. And you know what? Those couples that aren't quarantined together, never mind. I'll get myself in trouble. We have one hour left, 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930. Cannot wait to talk to you after we get up to date with Randy Bushover.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.